0: Will you please rise in body or in spirit for a reading from the Gospel of John in the 14th chapter. We'll read the first uh, verses here, eight through 17, and we'll hear the rest of it a little later in the sermon. Listen for what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, the church, today. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all of this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, but if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact, will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive Because it neither sees him nor knows him, you know him, because he abides with you, and he will be in you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, send your spirit upon us this day. Open our ears that we may hear your truth, your wisdom, your word and in hearing may be so inspired again to follow. In your son's name we pray, amen. Have you ever had a conversation uh, with a child that made you question the nature of reality and the meaning of life? I have, often. They start innocent enough. In fact, they start alarmingly simple. A question like, uh, what are we having for lunch today? Well, we're gonna have soup. Why? I want grilled cheese. Well, we had grilled cheese yesterday, so we're having soup today. Why? Uh, Why did we have it yesterday, or why are we having soup today? Yes, why? Well, uh, we we just can't have grilled cheese two days in a row. Why? Um, Well, uh, because we had it yesterday, so we can't have it today, too. But yesterday, when we had grilled cheese, it was today. Um, Technically, yes. When we were in yesterday, it was at that time today, but then today was tomorrow, and we wouldn't have grilled cheese tomorrow if we had it today and yesterday. Why? Every day is today and yesterday's today we had grilled cheese so we can have grilled cheese whenever it's today I no I don't I I'm not sure we just well then are we in today what is today when it's tomorrow will it be today then then when we have lunch tomorrow will can it be grilled cheese will there ever be a tomorrow if it's always today I don't, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure, I just, I'm going to make a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Thank you. If conversations about the nature of existence and time can start and end with a grilled cheese sandwich, imagine conversations about the presence of God. Where is God? Well, God is with us, but I can't see God. Well, we we have faith. We can trust that even though we can't see God, God is still with us. Just like you can't see the love that I have for you, but I show you my love, and you know that I will always love you. That's kind of like God. God showed us what God's love looked like through Jesus. But then where is Jesus right now? Um, Well, Jesus is with you in your heart. Jesus is in my heart? No, he's not. That's impossible. You no, know, what I mean is Jesus is here with us. But pretend, right? Now, I don't I don't know I don't want Jesus to be here and not see him. That's kind of scary. Okay, how about this? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. It's hard to find the words that satisfy the curiosity of a child's faith. It's hard to find the words to satisfy the curiosity of an adult's faith. Philip, for one, was not satisfied. And he let Jesus know it. Philip wanted to see God. Lord, just show us the Father and we will be satisfied. You see, Jesus had started talking about leaving the disciples, like happens in that stained glass window there. He had started saying goodbye, and that didn't sit well. He said things like, little children, I'm with you only a little longer, and where I'm going, you can't come. So, right there, there are some questions. He tried to explain, no, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but later you will follow. Well, Naturally, there are more questions. Peter asked, but why can't I follow you now?" Jesus said, no, no, don't, don't worry. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and then I will come and get you so that you can be where I am, and that way you'll know which way to go. But then Thomas chimed in, but, but we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus is struggling here. No, it's not it's not like that. You'll know the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Got it? And then Philip, look, Lord, just show us the Father, then we'll be satisfied. Jesus was trying to to comfort and inspire his followers by talking about the kingdom of God and salvation, but they weren't getting it. He was trying to, to give them good news about something that seemed so obvious to him until he tried to explain it in the terms that a disciple could understand that it is good news and not freak out. We're having soup for lunch. God is always with you in your heart. I'm going to prepare a place for you in heaven and everything's gonna be fine. In her novel, Home, Marilyn Robinson tells the story of a retired Presbyterian pastor, Reverend Robert Boughton, in the final chapters of his life. His wife had died, his memory was failing, and his adult children, Glory and Jack, are sorting out how to care for their father while also sorting through their complex history. Jack has been kind of estranged from the family, but he remains the apple of his father's eye, while glory has been close at hand, tending to the daily needs. Jack has just returned, and he's shocked to find out, to see how much his father has lost. But to the great delight of, his, of this elderly pastor, that his son is, is home. Glory is, has prepared lunch. Jack has freshened up from his long bus ride home and Reverend Boughton slowly makes his way to the lunch table. He says, <clears throat> yes, children, lunchtime, I believe. Glory's been so busy getting these things ready. She's, she's, she said you hate cream pie. But I was certain I remember you had a special fondness for it and she made it on my say so, despite her reservations. "'Pretty leathery by now,' said Glory." Jack said, "'I like cream pie.'" "'It's for supper in any case,' she said. "'Jack's probably too tired to be hungry. "'I mean, he spit last night on a bus. "'We should just give him a sandwich. Let him, "'Let him go get rest.'" "'I'm fine,' he said." "'Well,' said their father, "'you ought to sit down. "'Glory won't mind waiting on us this one time, "'will you, dear?' She said, this one time, no. She works me half to death around here. I don't know what she'd do without me. Jack smiled, rested his brow on his hand while his father settled into the grace. Dear Lord, there's so much to be grateful for. Words are poor things. And then the old man fell into what might have been kind of a slumber. And then he said, amen, mustered himself again, roguish. He patted Jack's hand. Yes, he said, yes. Words are poor things. I think Philip would agree. So he just wanted to see to be satisfied. Unlike an old man at the end of his life able to rest in the company of his children at the family table, regardless of friction and pain and confusion, Philip needs satisfaction. In the life of faith, there are times when we feel as restless as Philip, that deep desire to see God, just to see God in order to know that God is there. But then there are times, and I I think perhaps you can think of a few, when you simply knew the peace of God's presence all around you. Philip demands, show us the Father. Show us the Father. Jesus is almost pained by the question. For his whole life has been nothing but a picture of the Father when we want to see what God is like, we look at Jesus. If we want to know how God would behave on earth, how God would treat somebody, what God cares most about, we just look at Jesus. He is God. Philip is tired of trying to figure out what Jesus is talking about. Words are poor things. He just wants to see God face to face. I recently heard Paul McCartney from the Beatles talking about the song, Let It Be, and he said it was about a dream that he had in a time of his life when he was really struggling. His mother, who had died, came to him in the dream and was reassuring him, saying, it's going to be okay. Let it be. So he sang about it, he said, when I find myself in times of trouble. Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she's standing right in front of me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. So today is Pentecost. The story we heard from Acts, when the Spirit descends from heaven like tongues of fire and everyone hears the gospel of Jesus in their own language, it is a powerful and exciting story. But Jesus tells us another way to think about Pentecost, the way the Spirit comes to us. He's tried so many ways to explain to us that in our times of trouble, in our hours of darkness, God does not leave us. God is standing right in front of us. But thanks to Philip for pushing what we all desire at times to just see, to just be shown, to have something to just hold on to, Jesus, like the old pastor, gathered with his children around the table. There's no shortage of past pains, present confusions, fears about the future. So he takes a a deep breath and he finds another way to tell the truth. He said, whenever I speak, I don't speak on my own, but God who is in Me, does His works." And Jesus said, the same is true for us. The Holy Spirit of God is with us too in the same way. Jesus said, you know the Spirit. You know the Spirit because the Spirit abides, the Spirit lives, the Spirit dwells with you and will be in you. Here is the truth, beloved. God never leaves. Show us God. Look inside. There is God abiding. Show us God. Well, look at Jesus. There is God. Show us God. Well, look at each other. There is God. Show us God. Well, look at the children in this troubled school system and those whose parents are not there or those who are lost in addictions or spending their precious youth dragged through some desert and locked in some detention center. There is God. Show us God. Well, look at those who stand and kneel at this communion rail in just a moment and receive a crumb of bread. And there's God. It's Pentecost, beloved. And the Spirit shows up where no one else dares and sticks around, abides, never leaves us, never leaves any and all who are suffering. Pentecost isn't just about the birthday of the church, it's the promise of Jesus Christ to every troubled soul crying out from the depths of their heart, just show yourself, God, so that we can be satisfied. And words are poor things, but even so, God does not remain silent. God speaks to our hearts and dwells with us by the power of the Holy Spirit. God speaks to us and dwells with us through the community of faith, God's very body, Christ's very body on earth. God speaks to us through beautiful wildflowers poking up through cracks in the city sidewalk. God speaks to us right here in Scripture through the incarnation of Jesus Christ. So when we find ourselves in times of trouble, the Holy Spirit comes to us speaking words of wisdom. So hear this too from the Gospel of John, the words of our Lord. I've said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace, I give to you. My my peace, I give to you. And I do not give as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Amen.